Welcome, lizard folk and gnomes, bugbears, and bards, <laughs> to Rated RPG, the actual play show slash podcast where we play Dungeons and Dragons, Baldur's Gate, Descent into Avernus. Previously on Rated RPG, the gorgeous Phoenix Brigade wiped out the Cult of the Dead Three with a little help from Mortlock Vanthampoor who explained that his two brothers and mother were behind the murderous rise of the cultists. While Mortlock fled Baldur's Gate, the four allies were confronted while leaving the cultists' hideout by some rather insistent followers of Tiamat. Opting for a peaceful resolution over more bloodshed, they handed over their chests of loot in exchange for a potential favor down the road. After resupplying a bit, the gorgeous Phoenix Brigade went looking for Tarina, the former pirate whose life they saved not long ago at the Elfsong Tavern. She too likely fled Baldur's Gate from the ship docks. Conveniently, this is where one of the Vanthampoor brothers works as a loan shark at the Low Lantern Tavern. You look <laughs> around and you realize that you're not more than a few blocks away from the Low Lantern uh, Tavern, which uh, since you've lived in Baldur's Gate, you've kind of been around. Uh, you remember that the Low Lantern is actually a ship that is permanently docked at this side of the harbor um, that has been converted into a tavern. If you did want to go over and check it out, you're you're pretty close right now. Let's do it. Yes. Boys, let's go to the Low Lantern Tavern. Oh. It's on a ship. It's actually quite oh, enjoyable. Yeah. Wasn't there something about thing? that tavern with... Uh... With our friend's brother? Yes, uh, yeah. that would be um, Thirstwell. Thirst, or uh, no, um, the other brother. Uh, yeah, Emrick. Emrick runs a money lending business out of the Low Lantern Tavern. And um, he probably has some bodyguards and, uh, and that. So maybe going into it, looking for somebody to loan us some money might be a good idea. Does anyone mm. want to try to like do a little deception? I mean, chances are he knows. No, I do. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Um. So, are we? Who would I find to talk to to uh, ask about starting a loan? Do I just walk in there? Because I could cause a ruckus. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, 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 you could just walk in there and and ask around. Yeah. I don't, you probably haven't been inside of this tavern, so you don't know the layout of it, but. Uh... So you guys go up to the uh, the Low Lantern? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. So, uh, fog obscures the Low Lantern until you get within a hundred feet of it, whereupon its tall masts and creaking bulk come into view. The converted ship has rigging but no sails, and is anchored to the wharf by thick chains. A wooden staircase climbs from the wharf's edge to the main deck, a lantern at the bow casts an eerie green light to signify that the tavern is open for business. So you guys, uh, we'll just say that it is uh, approaching uh, dark. Uh, the sun is setting. Uh, it's kind of this orangey glow over the uh, over the sea. Uh, and this uh, green light is contrasting that orange glow uh, pretty starkly. And it seems like this place is just starting to get packed. You actually witness several sailors uh several what appear to be um flaming fist uh guards who just got off their shift rotation 
uh, heading into this uh, tavern. And it seems like now would be a good time to go into this place because it's starting to get kicking. Oh, hell yeah. You guys trying to have a party? <laughs> did you did you say this was actually on water or is it on land? Oh, it's on water. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, there's there's a, there's a staircase leading up to the, the main like upper deck of this ship. Uh, but because it is on water, the whole thing is uh, is constantly sort of shifting slightly, uh, and and the staircase doesn't lead exactly up to it. There's a bit of a gap, obviously, so you have to step over it. And if you're a halfling, you have to be real careful, otherwise you might fall between the ship Oof. and the dock. Yeah, and I can't does, swim. Don't ask why. <laughs> does does docking go all the way around the ship? Uh, it looks like the dock doesn't go all the way around it. Uh, to the right of the ship is where the dock is to the left is just open water i'm gonna walk in and talk to the bartender who i can uh speak to the easiest and you know what i'm gonna do i start patting my bag because i'm about to get some coins for information (laughs) absolutely all right so you guys walk up the stairs and step onto the main deck um the main deck of the old ship features wooden steps to climb to the forecastle and aft castle and another set of stairs descending into the ship A padlocked wooden hatch fitted with windows acts as a skylight for the deck below, the tavern proper, visible through the hatch's glass panes. Four dead seagulls lie on the deck, and two ravens squawk at you from the crow's nest a 40-foot climb up the ship's rigging. I'm not actually going in the front entrance. Okay. There are uh, two what could be considered entrances. There's the stairs leading up to the ship itself, but then on the main deck, there are stairs leading into the interior of the ship, and that's where the actual tavern is. So would you like to hang out on the dock or on the main deck of the ship? Uh, I'm going to go up to the north there uh, where it's chained to the dock. Sure. And I'm going to wait for uh, a quiet time when no one is passing me, and I'm going to grapple hook up to the deck at that part of the ship. Oh, okay. So you want to be hanging out um, on the aft of the ship. Do you want to be like hanging off the side of the ship or? On no, the... I'd like to stealthily come up and peek over and see what's there and possibly get on the ship. Gotcha. Okay. Are you, are you looking for an aft hole? That's right. <laughs> A nice dark aft hole. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right well you do that um and you uh i'm not gonna have you make a check for it because you're not in combat you're pretty uh pretty good at this kind of thing uh and you um you're able to see that there are some uh portholes uh along the sides of the ship uh and the portholes are fairly small and barred um so it would be very difficult to sneak in through said portholes uh, but you can kind of peer in through them if you wish to take a look at what's going on inside of the tavern do i know does the tavern take up the whole below decks of the ship uh yeah Debobby rolled pretty well on his knowledge about this place and he tells you that uh as far as he knows this whole ship is is the tavern yeah okay i i would while he's doing that can i Try to figure out what's up with the ravens and why the seagulls are dead. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so you Animal. can go over and examine one of the dead seagulls and make a medicine check. Oh, okay. I'll do that. 
Okay. okay. It's dead. Yeah, you got an eleven. Um, you're not. You're not sure. No idea. Um, you you do find out actually that it is not. It hasn't been shot by like an arrow or anything. Uh, it doesn't look like it's been like bludgeoned to death or like smashed. It just it is dead on the ground. Uh, I look up at the the ravens that are squawking. Sure. Can I try to call one of them down to me? Um. Yeah. Do you have any sort of magical ability to do that in any way? Uh. Let me. Let me. I. Well. I don't believe I have anything uh, prepared in that regard. Uh. But... No. But I, I could uh, give you an animal handling role, perhaps. Yep. Then uh, yeah, go for it. Do an animal handling check. I'll go. Come on, little birdie. Whew. Come down to travel. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you probably have dealt with uh, ravens before, and um, you have some tricks up your sleeve. You have some, uh, perhaps in your robes, you have some nuts or some shiny object in a little nut for them to nibble. There you go. Uh, this is your your typical raven bait. Um, and you do a pretty good job of, uh, of kind of making Raven cause and whatnot. And they don't, they don't, uh, seem to be interested whatsoever in what you're doing. Um, they kind of look at you, uh, and do some squawking. But, uh, other than that, they just kind of flutter around and, uh, hang out on the crow's nest. Ah, uh, these Ravens, everyone, they, they seem like, uh, either they're under somebody else's control or they are not Ravens. Um, guys, that's very interesting. I'm going to go have a drink right now. <laughs> we actually Cosmo. have some drinks, uh, given to us. That's why I'm going in to have a drink at the bar of the ship <laughs> at the same time that in real life I drink a shot from Chris Fail. Oh, that's perfect. Hey. All right. Well, um, the body sent a round of shots so we should all go have a drink unless you're brad fucking around in poop holes or whatever he's doing (laughs) (laughs) he's on the poop deck and he's gonna board a porthole i've seen something from him where he says uh nat 20 someone gets double shot highest roll takes it who says what oh does it say that yeah someone gets a double shot Highest roll takes it. So who wants to participate in this? Who's drinking tonight? Jason, me, Aaron. Okay, sounds good. Then all three of us, we need to roll and uh, see who gets this double shot. Here comes my roll. It is... Oh, oh my God, some low rollers. (laughs) Damn. But Aaron, you take it. You get a double shot. And then we all get shots as well. Oh, shit. Hey, cool. Nine? Nine was man. the highest? Yeah, nine yes. was the highest. Oh, my God. Awesome. Great. Thank you so much, Chris Fail. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. Much love, Chris. Hell yeah. Got my little A&W mug there that was stolen for me. I'm going to sip half of it. I'll shot half and sip half. I'm going to go grab a four loco from Quick Trip when we take a quick break that's up the street. <laughs> and I'm going to enjoy it. I'll, I'll that's the closest booze to me, so I'm going to go back to 2012. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm really looking forward to a four loco. It'll be great. <laughs> I'll probably have to do the same. Perfect. Except I'll choose something else. Brad is going to huff something. 
Well, you have <laughs> yeah. that, uh, not the same. You have still must have some of that butterscotch stuff left, right, Brad? No, no I drank it all. What? Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's not Cheers, Chris. What a king, yeah. king behavior right there. <laughs> Brad's got to eat a half a stick of butter. Yeah. It was so good. <laughs> yeah, you'd be dead if you drank that whole bottle of that. <laughs> Even over the course of a week. Yeah. That's I drank everything you gave me. People are going to be like, okay, you have to do a shot of melted butter. <laughs> <laughs> I do yeah. have butter now. So. Jason, don't make suggestions like that. That's That could happen. You have to be careful around <laughs> these people. You can, you can call them. I'm at 100 bucks. I'll eat a whole tube of toothpaste right on camera. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, no. my God. No, don't. I, once, do that. I literally used to eat toothpaste a little bit, like, for, like, money in middle school. So I could go back to my old ways, man. Oh, yeah. I can do it again. Only yeah. for the people, though. <laughs> you could. <laughs> yeah, you I'm going to die on camera in the dumbest way ever. I could do a shot of bitters. Um, all right. Well, I have uh, I've moved you guys. Um, I moved race and Bobby down into the uh, main. Uh, sorry, the uh, the first tavern floor. Uh, so they walk down the stairs. They go into the tavern. They have a drink at the table. Uh, Coslo, yeah. you're up there still investigating the the, uh, the seagulls and the ravens. And uh, uh, Glubjeg, you are hanging off the side of the boat um, back there by the aft uh, with your grappling uh, hook. And you're looking inside of the portholes. That's right. You are looking into what appears to be some sort of private cabin. There doesn't appear to be anyone inside, but you do see some furniture. Uh, this cabin is full of mismatched wooden furniture, including a bed with posts carved to resemble mermaids, a nightstand, a wardrobe, a writing desk with a fur-draped chair, and a small dining table surrounded by four plain chairs. Near the foot of the bed rests an ornately carved sea chest sealed with a padlock. Does it look like somebody had been staying in here? Yeah, it looks like somebody regularly stays here, definitely. Okay. I'm going to see if I can bend the bars. Bend the bars. Who are you, Bender? That's right. Uh, Last name Rodriguez. <laughs> and, I, and I do so as a large creature. Yeah. Let me see what it has to say about these uh, these portholes here. No aft hole is permanently blocked to me. <laughs> you just got to make it fit, right? He's like Metamucil. Okay, so Emery's looking. Emery's looking at the book, and it says, uh, "If anybody tries to do something with the portholes, I'm sorry, you're out of luck. We didn't think ahead that that far." So. No, it's uh, <laughs> it's got some stuff in here. So I, I I think I was wrong about the bars. It says this is the description of the portholes. The portholes are one and a half feet in diameter, with rusty oh. latches on the inside that hold them shut. Hmm. Uh, and it says one and a half tiny. feet. Yeah. So I don't think a bugbear is going to be fitting through those portholes. Right. Could poop into it. <laughs> That's true. I could. Or fine. Throw up into the hole, please. <laughs> you could probably shove race into one of these holes. Hey. Well, well, let me ask you this. He's used to I that. Bought a ma I bought a mastiff. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> could, I, could I fit my, uh, my mastiff bardrum in there? Yeah, uh, you bought a dog. Uh, you could you, you could put the dog in there. I would require a handle animal check so that it doesn't like wriggle out of your arms as you try to put it through this porthole. 
But Bartram uh, is hobgoblin for ankle ripper. Aw. <laughs> so you're stuffing a dog into this? How are you going to get it out again? Oh, this was a one-way trip for that master. <laughs> I'll get in there. I also bought a portable ram. <laughs> Oh my god. Wait, like a ram or did you buy an animal that was a ram that you could move around? Yeah, no, a real a ram. All right. Oh, yeah. So, this is arc. so <laughs> one of two things needs to happen before you can fit the mastiff through the porthole. Uh there is a some sort of a glass like it's like a window kind of with a latch on the inside that opens. So you either have to use thieves' tools to kind of like, uh, you know, basically detach that glass part, um, or you have to bash the glass in, and then mm, crowbar. We'll yeah, gonna do some bashing. I have a crowbar. Okay. Or or just pry it out. Sure. All right. Uh, you use your crowbar. Uh, make an athletics check with advantage because of the crowbar. Mm. That's pretty good. All right, so using using your grappling hook, you hanging by the uh, side of the ship, uh, take your crowbar and you pop the uh, porthole open. Uh, and now you could swing over back onto the dock where your dog is probably hanging out and <laughs> grab it and then shove it into the porthole. I'm going to need a animal handling check if that's what you are doing. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was going to say DC 10 uh, to get it to work. So you got a 13. So, yeah, you grab the dog, and uh, you shush it, and you kind of close. You put your hand over its eyes so it doesn't see that it's dangling 40 feet above the water, uh, and you kind of just shove yeah. it into the porthole. Um, I'm just I'm imagining that demon, like, watching all this and just, like, laughing his ass off. Um, and then I'm going to cast Speak with Animals, and I'm going to say, Guard this room, Bardrum. Oh, all right. Okay. Um, Coslo... Uh, what's your passive perception? Fifteen. You you've been investigating these seagulls and these these ravens, uh, and you notice that both of them uh, have been looking over in the direction that uh, Glubjag uh, kind of went. And when he sort of like disappeared out of sight, one of them sort yeah. of flew over to the rigging over there and is looking down at something that you can't see uh, on the aft of the uh, of the ship. Oh boy. <laughs> Get to the after the ship so I can see. Um, yeah, absolutely. Why don't you go and make your stealth check, uh, Brad? Okay. <laughs> well, he did, he did say he was going to try to be stealthy. Go ahead and make a uh, perception check. We'll see if you happen to see him, even with his amazing stealth. Gonslow. Oh, wow. That was a really good roll, uh, but not not quite good enough. So you're looking around, and you can't, you can't quite see uh, where it is. Uh, until the dog gets involved, uh, and you kind of hear that sort of like, uh, that sort of, uh, sounds of, of a dog sort of kind of like whimpering as it's not quite sure sound, what's going on. The sound of a dog being pushed through a small hole. Yeah. <laughs> and he probably sees my grappling hook. Yeah, yeah, eventually you find the grappling hook and you hear Glubjeg say something in dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, you do eventually kind of like wander over to this side of the uh, of the ship and and see Glubjig just kind of dangling there as he shoves a dog into a porthole. I I say oh, to I oh, say hey, Coslo. 
Did you, did, did you, you should know there are ravens up here watching you. They're probably, <laughs> I know, we're, we make mistakes, you and me. <laughs> well, let me let me talk to him for a second. Okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah. You look up and you see the raven that uh, Coslo is talking about, uh, and you you actually do say some stuff that the raven uh, should understand, uh, but it uh, doesn't respond to you. Uh, it, it does do a caw, but uh, you don't you don't understand anything that it's saying if it's does it seem does it seem dazed or something no it seems normal it's hmm. just it seems like it's just kind of observing you and uh who do you work for <laughs> <laughs> shake that motherfucker down <laughs> i mean you haven't done anything illegal yet right it's stuffing a dog into a porthole isn't <laughs> no well, and i'm gonna put the porthole back <laughs> Really? He just opened it with a crowbar, you know, yeah. and then yeah. shoved a dog in there into someone's <laughs> private uh, bedroom quarters. Right? You tell you you show me the law that covers that. It's like Airbud rules. There's no there's no rule book that says you can't put a dog in a hole. <laughs> they don't respond to me. Yeah, they really don't. They don't respond to you. Um, Can I persuade them in Raven? Sure. No, Give it a not, shot. They're not ravens. They're somebody's controlling them. They're not usual, typical raven. They're uh, like a spy or something. Mm. They're wargs. Maybe I don't. It could be druids. It could be other druids as ravens. You know, we could do that. So They're I'm persuading the controller to talk to. Me. Well, and then they've seen you pull your prank. <laughs> now we can see over the side of the boat. Now we're going to get race in trouble with the dean of the college he goes to. <laughs> Inspiration anyway. for that, Coslo. That was funny. Thank you. Um, All right. Well, what's done is done. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you have a dog in that room that could eventually be, be helpful. Okay, so we'll cut down to uh, the inside of the tavern where Dababi the Enjoyable and Race the Roaster are having a couple of drinks at the tavern. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. At, yeah, and uh, at the bar. And so this is what you see. Um, so you walked down uh, the the stairs, and you were immediately hit with the smell of alcohol, sweaty sailors, uh, mm. sea salt, all that kind of stuff. Way too many people are probably crammed into this room. You're greeted by someone uh, standing behind a bar. Uh, behind, uh, there's a bunch of barrels behind them as well. Uh, it is a woman. Uh, she says, well met. My name is Lerla Thundreth, but folks around here call me the captain. If you're thirsting for a beverage or looking to gamble, you've come to the right place, but watch your step. Things can get pretty messy around here. I, I extend my hand to Layla and I'll say, speaking of thirst, can I have a conversation with you, darling? And then I uh, lick two of my fingers like so and fix my eyebrows. And I say, hey, has any man ever told you that your eyes can light up the sky as brilliantly as any of Tiamat's many heads do with her mouths full of fire? Oh, my. Uh, her mm. name her name is actually Lorelra. I think I said it wrong at first. 
Lorelra. Um, <laughs> Lorelra. Okay. I'm sorry yeah. I said your name wrong, girl. It's one I got dazzled by your beauty. It's one of those names that is really easy to mess up. Lorelra. It's like a... Lorelra. Uh, so go ahead and make a persuasion check since you're being so dashing and... All right, so... Isn't, isn't Lorelra uh, an Eric Clapton song? Yeah, he named it after Georgie's Harrison's wife. Nice. <laughs> That son of a bitch. Um, she uh, she chuckles at your uh, attempted flattery, um, and uh, and what exactly did you ask her again? Uh, <laughs> I I I asked her if anyone had ever told her that her eyes were as beautiful and bright as any of Tiamat's heads full of fire. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, but she yeah. she kind of like chuckles at what you said. She said. Uh, kid, I didn't understand half of the words you just used. So, <laughs> go try your flattery on someone else. Do, do, you, do you want a drink or what? Well, why are you here? Um, I would love to have a drink. Can I get a round for me and my man and one more for his wrench? Absolutely. Uh, she she pours out uh out of one of the barrels that's stacked up behind her uh some grimy looking uh, uh ale. Uh, and slams two cups down in front of you guys. Three cups. Oh, three cups. Yeah, one, one for the wrench. wrench. Oh, shit. Thanks, Race. I needed that. <laughs> I've got a plan. I look around for the uh, drunkest person in the inn. The drunkest person in the inn. Yes. You see a human. Uh, male human. Looks like he is a sailor by trade. Uh, you can just tell by the sort of tan that he has and the, the calluses on his skin and sort of his uh, way that he's dressed. Um, he seems to have gotten an early start, or perhaps he just never stopped uh, because he is currently uh, dancing on top of a table. Um, yeah, he's um, the one all the way at the uh, south there. This one right here. Okay. He's dancing on a table, eh? Yeah. Yep. Okay, uh, right I'm gonna take that. that I'm gonna take that second mug of ale that race so nicely got me, and I'm going to enchant it to uh, whenever it's touched. Um, to say the words "cut me off," I need to stop drinking. In your voice? Uh, no, in a different voice. Okay. Can I do the voice for you? I asked. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'll let race do the voice. <laughs> I clear my throat and I say, put the shit down, motherfucking damn. <laughs> that. <laughs> and I take it over to this guy that's dancing on the table and offer okay. him a drink. Uh, yeah, he's dancing and kind of doing a bit of uh, slurred singing. Uh, and you hand it to him and he just immediately takes it and okay. starts to well, drink Well, I don't want to hand it to him. I don't want to hand it to him. I want to set oh. it down next to him. Oh, sure. Okay. Um, yeah. I'll go ahead and uh, roll a perception check for him just to see if he notices that because he's currently a little bit preoccupied. Um, ba -ba -ba, just a wisdom check for him. Oh, my God, he got an 18. Um, cool. Nice. So he, uh, he notices it as you kind of step back, and he finishes doing a twirl, and then he reaches down and grabs the mug. 
and then it screams. Put that shit down, motherfucker! Damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh he uh he kind of like recoils and uh let's give him a dexterity saving throw to see if he holds on to that shit uh holy shit look at him rolling these rocks okay so he manages to kind of hold it together and even though he's about to drop the mug he uh catches it maybe with his other hand and then raises it up to his face and drunkenly kind of like looks at it all quizzically like, did you, did you guys hear that? <laughs> Everybody else in the tavern kind of like looks over at him uh, for a moment. Uh, there's a bunch of people in here, including a couple of drow that look very, very similar to each other. Uh, there's even a Durgar, which is a dark dwarf that lives in the Underdark. Um, kind of like a grayish skinned white beard uh, and some other humans and things like that. Uh, several of them are gambling, um, and you also notice that there appear to be three different bouncers that are kind of keeping an eye on the place. Uh, and they all just sort of, like, look at him for a moment when the screaming happens and then just sort of turn away. They don't seem to really care that much about the drunken idiot screaming things. Uh, but you guys do notice that there is another set of stairs going down to an even lower level. This is an open section? Uh, Yeah, this is... What do you mean by open section? Like it's just a part of the bar that anyone can go to. Yeah, seems like it. There's nobody guarding the that extra set of stairs or anything. And there, there does appear to be light coming up from um, the lower level. Meanwhile, uh, back on the top of the ship, uh, Glubjeg and Koslo, what are you guys doing? Well, I put, uh, I'm going to put this portal back in place. Sure. Uh, and then climb up there with you, all right? Today on this old boat, Globjig is going <laughs> to portal that he tore out with the crowbar. Let's watch. <laughs> I'm going to use a little grout here to make sure that the waterproof seal is intact. Are you going to use your ass? <laughs> I think the best snack is a ham you guys have uh, that weird conversation as Glovejag uh, reinserts the porthole. What? I would like to talk to Lorelra one more time. Sure. And uh, I think I'm going to try to get some information. So uh, I signed it back up after chugging the first drink. I'm like, listen, darling, I'm sorry I came off the wrong way. I was just, I was overtaken by 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 emotion. You know what I mean? You don't, you rarely see a phoenix in real life, and that's what I call every beautiful woman. And so. Uh-huh. I'm looking, me and my cohorts, we're looking for a man uh, by the name of Thirstwell. Uh, could you give me some information if he's here or not? And then I, I tap my bag to let her know that daddy's got stacks of cash. Mm. Uh, she, uh, she, she, uh, she says, Thirstwell? Uh, sorry, honey. Like, I don't think, I don't think there's a guy named Thirstwell around here. Uh, do, you, do you have like a last name for him? Or anything? Maybe a pseudonym that he goes by? I say, I'll be right back. I gotta ask my buddies. Okay. Well, Bobby's right there. Maybe Bobby knows. Hey, hey Bobby, do you... Uh, uh, I, I think I wrote down our homie's name incorrectly. Uh, the Brothers of Mordak. Uh, what was that name again? I'm talking to Laura, Laura. Only Koslo remembers these things. I don't remember. Yes! Well, you guys are gonna have to go upstairs and ask Koslo then. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, all right, so I'm going to go see Coslo. All right, we'll go upstairs and ask Coslo. 
Okay, so you guys are all reunited on top of the tavern. Uh, you guys f- see Coslo up on the uh, the aft castle because uh, you 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 at first you come down uh, out from these stairs and you realize that he's not on the main deck, neither him nor Glubjack, and you're like, where the hell are they? And eventually you wander up the stairs uh, up to the aft castle and you see Coslo looking down at something. And you wander over there, and you notice that Glubjag is just hanging off the side of the ship. He just finished reinstalling a porthole cover. <laughs> Apparently, he got a job as a handyman uh, during the time he were downstairs. Oh, oh hey, guys. Uh, uh, what, what is the big fella doing over there? Oh, well, he, uh, he installed a mastiff into the porthole, <laughs> and then he's preparing it, so... Uh, he'll be with us in a minute. I have no fucking idea why. <laughs> it's been a real dickens of a problem. <laughs> hey, bugbear's got to do what a bugbear's got to do, right? You know what? The game is the game. <laughs> uh, What's guys doing up here? What? I thought you guys uh, were going to go find them. Kozla, we were um looking to get information from uh the barkeep, aka the captain, but then we realized, and by me, we I did, I don't know what information I'm asking. What is the name of this Emmerich and what was the other guy's name? Thurnwell, Thurstwell? Yeah, it's Emmerich is the one you uh, that's on the boat. Emmerich. Oh shit. Damn. Yeah. This is why we all right, thank you so much. Yeah, uh, can you tell Glovejack Knight to put any more dogs in portholes? I only have one. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's Amric Venthamport. Amric Venthamport. Right on. Alright, I'm gonna go back to Lorelra. L- yep. And I say, hey Lorelra, sorry about that. Don't don't worry, I'm back. I got all the information I need. Um I'm looking for an Emmerich Van Therport. I fucked that up already. Uh, <laughs> oh, she uh she says, Oh, uh yeah, Amric uh Van Thimpour. That's who you're looking for, right? Yes, yes, it is. Yes, uh, right. Well, uh, he's uh, he's just downstairs. He's got he got his setup down there. You looking to uh, borrow some money? Uh, yes, yes, I am. You know, I came in the hard times, and uh, I. Do you, can you tell me is he is he a dangerous fellow? Are there going to be like bodyguards who might rough me up or anything? I should be nervous about. She uh she kind of like kind of does like one of these things that just kind of expresses a little bit of disbelief. She's like, "You must not be from around here, huh?" No, mama, I came from a distant land where I used to be a break dancer. I'll tell you what that is later. Uh, but uh, well, yeah. he's the favored son of one of the dukes of Baldur's Gate, like one of the one of the most powerful people in the city, uh, Duke Thalamra Vanthampur, Amrixer's son. Hell of a name. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so he's kind of a big deal around here, uh, so to speak. Yeah, uh, interesting. Bit of a dangerous fellow, I would definitely, I would definitely agree with that. Okay. You know what, thank you so much, and then, uh, I reach into my bag and I say, there's more where this came from, and give her one gold coin. Oh! As I head to see Emmerich. She, uh, she, she gladly takes it, uh, and she says, I guess you aren't looking to borrow some money. And uh, puts it in her purse. Um, okay, so who all is going to follow Race downstairs to where Amrick supposedly is? I will. I mean, we got to go get that dog back. Where in relation to the water level was the porthole I opened? 
Oh, right. So kind of looking at uh, where the porthole is compared to the rest of the ship, you, you figure that you probably placed the dog into some room on the kind of first floor of the tavern. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Uh, and as you look down, you notice that there aren't any portholes on any lower floors. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with you. So you all head downstairs into the uh, first floor of the tavern. And uh, I'm going to just make sure you guys can kind of take a look at here. Glubjeg, as you walk down the stairs, uh, kind of using your spatial awareness, uh, you notice that there is a porthole immediately to your left. Um, and to your right is a door that looks like it leads into some other chamber. Uh, and you kind of figure, oh, this might be the door uh, that okay. you saw in that room. So your dog might be just behind this door. Right here where you, the rest of you guys are standing, that's the stairs leading down to the second floor. Uh, so you guys all go down there? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. So we actually walked past the door that the dog might be in already. Yeah, it's right, right up here. So you guys uh, ignore the dog and move on downstairs. Is there a, uh, is there a, I'm assuming we'll be able to tell who Emmerich is. He's a famous, important guy. Um, or no. Yeah. Well, uh, you'll just have to, if you, if you ask right, her, right. she gives you a, a description of him and she, she says he'll be sitting on a couch. He's got raven black hair, goatee, uh, the wealthiest looking man in this uh, tavern by far. So okay. I'd be surprised if you miss him. And if he asks you to sit down on his couch, don't. <laughs> what if he wants to cast me in something? I've heard casting couches are a great way to get work. Oh, no, 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 no. They're only, they're only uh, a torture device. Mm. It's also a great way to get your aft hole messed with. <laughs> <laughs> I can't fit a mastiff in mine, so I'll be careful. <laughs> All right, so you guys descend into the second floor of the tavern. Um, let's see. Uh, no new description of this place. Uh, it seems like it is um, lit by oil lanterns hanging from the eight-foot-high ceiling. Uh, it has no windows, um, no portholes. Uh, there appears to be another bar with another bartender uh, down here. This bartender is a kenku, uh, which is a kind of like um, bird person. And one of the interesting things about kenku is that they do not speak with a language. Instead, they um, replicate things that they've already heard. So they, but but they understand what they're saying and they understand what people are saying to them it's just a unique quirk with how they communicate they only ever communicate in like you know uh phrases that they've heard people say before so if you wanted to make a character that only spoke in movie quotes uh kenku would be an excellent uh race so, to play it's a racial curse <laughs> yeah exactly um so there's one of their attending bar there's three more uh bouncers down here um, but this place, aside from the employees, seems to be very empty. Uh, but you do notice that all the way at the aft, so all the way at the north of your map, there does appear to be an individual kind of lounging on some um, couches. Uh, and he has his feet up on a little coffee table right in front of him. 
Um, he's got a uh, empty goblet uh, on the coffee table next to his feet. Um, and perhaps most odd of everything is that there is a strange creature perched on the back of the couch. All right. So this thing clearly looks like some sort of uh, devil of some, some, some sort, some sort of fiend. Uh, it's got a pitchfork. Yeah. In its hands. Uh, and it is literally just crouched much like you see in the, uh, the, the picture of it uh, crouched on the back of the couch next to this guy. And just for to as a reminder to you, Emery, uh, I do speak infernal. So okay. if it speaks, I can understand what it's saying. Yeah, okay. me too. Mm. Great. You said there's three bouncers down here and pretty much just uh, this demon and uh, Emmerich? Uh, yeah, there's actually, it looks like yeah. four bouncers. Uh, three okay. of them look to be employed by uh, the tavern. They're wearing the same type of uniform. Uh, but there is yeah. uh, another guy who is sitting actually at the tavern or sitting at the bar um, who looks like he's he's kind of armored and sort of built like a bodyguard or something. Um, but he's not wearing the tavern's uh, uniform. Uh, and he seems to be keeping an eye as you guys kind of walk down. He's keeping a pretty close eye on you guys as you walk in while he's sitting there with his drink. Actually, I don't speak. I don't speak Inferno. I speak Primordial Draconic and Abyssal. Primordial, oh, yeah. Draconic, and Abyssal. Okay. Well, we've got demons and devils covered then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where's the uh, bartender? Birdman. Birdman. Uh, right there. I'll go talk to his ass. Okay. Um, I can't wait to, I can't wait to hear okay. what he says. He says, what can I get ya? I, uh, what do you have? Uh, he, he starts uh, spouting <laughs> off a bunch of different names of alcohol, and he does it in various different voices. So, <laughs> great. Uh, These are great to DM. <laughs> it's like, it's like uh, 20 impressions in 60 seconds. Oh. Exactly. Oh. Does um, he do Christopher Walken? Yeah, yeah, he does. He totally does. In fact, <laughs> he sounds exactly like Christopher Walken. I got a bottle of back here it's older than my knife <laughs> oh that sounds good i'll have uh give me give me a double oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah all right he pours a double shot. i recognize that that's the kool-aid man i recognize that quote uh, oh yeah he must have been listening to another bartender to be able to say that <laughs> Uh, can I welcome to Emmerich Ventimpour? Absolutely. And, uh, I got a I got a spiel that I want to hit him with. It's gonna be gorgeous. Okay. Did that guy get up from the bar and move? Uh, no. Uh, this is the guy who's over at the bar, and he's just been watching you, you guys, the whole time. Debobby's getting a drink, and and race you make your way over to Amrick Ventimpour. <laughs> All right. And I look at him, and I'm like. Hey yo, hey yo, Emrick Vanthamboy. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Race the Roaster, and I'm here for money. Do you know what I want money for? Let me tell you what's the hottest thing going on in Barters, Barton, but Barters Gate. Yeah, that's the name of it. Had a drink upstairs. Check this shit out. You need music in the city. Who better than me, Race the Roaster? You wondering why am I not race the musician? 
Fuck you. Listen, buddy, I am here to tell you and sell you on music. You want to hear a little bit of it? Check this out. And then I take out the drum kit that I have because I'm a dude. And I go, now check it out. I said my man is Rick Vantham Poor. He wants to give me his money for sure. Now check it out. He's smiling the whole time and he's kind of like nodding his head. He's like, yes, yes, yes. Oh, very, very nice indeed. Oh, oh, great. You're a great musician, my friend. Uh, you need money. Thank you, thank you, thank you. To, to yes, expand your music money. business, huh? Yeah, and I can uh, spread the virtue of your name. Listen, I have a plan that'll get you paid, me paid, the whole city up. You want to boost morale, right? Of course you do. Look at you. You got the beautiful, you got that, look at that raven hair of yours. I'm sure you got a brother that you don't like who's a dickhead somewhere. Man, I can help you be the hottest Bantham poor in the city. You just work with me, baby. Let's go have a let's have a drink. You down for a drink? I'm sure you are. I'm gonna change his accent real quick because I didn't like the one that <laughs> I did choose to use. Uh, I think I think something about your your fast talking is messing with my head, and and it's probably <laughs> starting to mess with his too. Um. Uh. So you mentioned his brother. He's probably got a brother somewhere. And yeah. Uh. Uh. Okay. So are you what are, What are you trying to uh to accomplish? with this uh... um i'm trying to garner his favor and i because mordak told him that he's uh he's a bad dude right my idea is if he likes me if i can get him alone for a drink maybe we can either get information about the rest of his family or if we can kind of casually snuff him out without having to like have the whole bar know about it yeah i'm just trying to get sweeten him up right now and then maybe get something later from it okay all right uh make a persuasion check then Hey, nice. 17. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, he seems to be kind of like uh, digging your, your vibe, so to speak. <laughs> My uh, gibberish does talk too fast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's, uh, let's see if he can make some sort of, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to have this be a secret role. Is this guy the, the brother of that dude that we met down in the. Yeah. Yeah. In the dungeon. Okay. Okay. All right. So, uh, did you guys see that roll? No. No. Okay. Nope. Cool. I don't see anything. All right. Uh, it's funny because the the people on the on the stream should be able to see it, but ooh, the suspense. Uh, you guys can't. Okay. Um. So he uh. He uh. He smiles at you and says, "Yes, I would um. Very much like to uh." To work with you, my friend. Um, how much? Uh, how much money do you need? See, I'm glad you asked. You're a man who's about that business. Uh, could you come outside with me, right quick? I want to show you oh. my full presentation. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't. I can't step outside of my office. Um, no, no, oh, no. Oh, but you, you do business in your in your office. I respect it. Indeed. Is there a place? I'm, there's I, there's all these guys around. There's like. Who, why do we need so many bouncers? You are the most popping man in the city. No one's ever going to touch you. Like, I, I like to do business as well, but I like it a little more private. Like, can we get some... There's too many extra energies in the room. You feel me? I know you feel me. Look at your hair. Extra energies? Hmm. Uh, somewhere... Look at me. I'm a tiny man. Private. Uh, well, I suppose if it's just you, I should be able to persuade the captain to let us use her quarters. That's probably the only private place uh private room in this whole place 
I clear my throat very loudly. <laughs> uh, uh, I look at uh, I I nod without. Okay, listen. Uh, the captain, she is a woman who has to do with grit and grime all the time. Do we really want to bring extra dirt in her to room? Are you sure there's not any other place besides the captain's room? Who knows what she's got in there? I'm sure it's very private and not an animal at all. We probably yeah. don't want. <laughs> well. Uh... <clears throat> If <laughs> I'm just, you know me, I'm a rapper, I, I'm a singer, I, I make up stuff, as you were, sir. If you're looking to perhaps, um, you know, make some sort of uh, agreement with myself that uh, perhaps goes beyond the scale of my typical business uh, here in the, uh, the Low Lantern, uh, we could perhaps arrange a meeting at my family villa. Uh, that is obviously more private than here, but I usually do my money lending business out of this place simply because this is where my clientele tends to congregate. And of course- Emmerich, Yes. Uh, uh, sorry to interrupt, I respect you. Here's, you are right. You normally do business with the average layman of the world, right? Mm. But look, look in my eyes. You see this, you feel this connection? I know we just met, we're gonna be best friends. There's no way I'm not the average bear man person halfling you are one of the dopest dudes in town we are family now this is bigger than this dirty ass boat you invite me to your home i'm gonna invite you to my home i would love to meet somewhere where we're family not just a business partners you know what i mean i like to make bonds for life fast and furious style um uh sure uh well, I could arrange a time for you to come to the villa and, uh, course, Excellent. Uh, I have to bring my manservants. Your manservants? Yeah, I got three guys. You know how you, we, men of our stature, we need protection from the, the more vile forces of the world. You understand? You uh, wouldn't say yes. for neither would I. Is it reasonable? Just three manservants. That's it. Of uh, Maybe uh, one's a bugbear, but still a servant. Um... Huh. Oh, all right. Uh, I'm going to need you to make a deception check here. <laughs> Use your inspiration. This one feels important. Oh. <clears throat> um, yeah, do, do I have inspiration for my game? Have I not given you inspiration yet? Okay. Okay, fair enough. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Come on. Come on. Whoo, damn. That was a nice roll. <laughs> Yes! 23. All right. Um, so uh, he believes your story. He seems to believe your story about having uh, manservants. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I go. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. So he's like, all right. Um, Sure, you can bring your your bodyguards and your manservants, whatever you have. Uh, just uh, let's let's just talk a little bit more because I need I need a little bit more to go off of. So what 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 exactly business proposal are you attempting to make here? How how can the Van Pampours, myself especially, uh, help you? Uh, you? You wish to take your music business to the next level? Is that what I'm hearing here? Yes, yes. You are correct. And I am from a faraway land. I know I'm dressed more amongst the masses, but when you're 
of an esteem such as you or I, you don't always want people to know the resources that you truly have. Oh, uh, I and my crew, we cross lands and we throw shows and the the nobles of those areas when they put on these shows they are of spectacular fashion the the, the crowds they they say thank you kings for bringing rice the roaster and his dope ass man servants to put on a party the like that has never been seen and i promise you people want to spend when people are in a good mood they spend money and i know the city's been under lockdown sir and you know what you need right now you need a reason for people to open up those coffers and make it rain on all the freaks in the city is that correct? I bet it is. A, a reason to open our coffers and make it rain on the city? Is that what you said? I'm sorry. I'm from a strange land. Um, and explain it in your terms. Uh, if people are excited, they are more willing to spend money because the money ah. is seen as a gift to the person who made them feel that joy. Ah, I see. I see. Um, okay. Uh, sure. I'm sure that we can uh, we can come to some arrangement. Uh, uh but, of course, I would love to hear you perform first. So, uh, uh, how about um, after I'm done here, I usually wrap up around dawn. Uh, I'll mm -hmm. make my way back to uh, my home, turn in for the night, and perhaps uh, tomorrow around 11 a.m., perhaps you can come by and uh, do a little bit of a brunch performance for me, and we can have a conversation then. You know what? Two things I like, performing in brunch. We'll see you then. All right. I will have some of my men uh, meet you at uh, the gate to the uh, upper levels of the city. Uh, and um, I will give them your description. Are these your uh, bodyguards here? He points towards the rest of you guys. Uh, yes, they are. Um, I, make a flourishing these... bow. I make a flourishing bow and I say... At your service, your most exalted, extreme, supreme eminence. Ah, yes. Yep, that's how he addresses us every time. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, great. Um, yes, well, uh, it was a pleasure to meet you, Race. Yes, it was a... You know what? We're on the road to a beautiful friendship. Maybe we'll even have our kids marry each other one day. One more thing. Is there a, a piece of... Uh, a, a garment piece of paper because like like i said tomorrow i'm going to be dressed in more of my natural i got paper uh like attire so could i get something in writing saying that you know you actually are approving us to be there you know i always want to cover my my bases as i'm sure you do as well ah uh, oh um sure i can uh let's see here he he, he reaches into his cloak and he pulls out uh, a seal um of the uh, house uh, of van uh, van Poor. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, take this seal. It's my uh, my favorite seal. His name is Freddy. He'll <laughs> let you in. Uh, Freddy the seal. Yeah, he writes uh, a note uh, and uh, and seals it with the official Van Vampour seal and hands it to you. Uh, if for some reason you have any trouble getting in, uh, if my men don't recognize you or whatever happens, uh, just show them this and uh, should get you access. <clears throat> And um, since we are going to be performing uh, during breakfast, is there any other member of the family you want to bring along? You can bring everyone. We're going to put on a show like... Uh, well, um, this is a uh, my own personal business uh, opportunity. I wouldn't... 
I, uh, I wouldn't want any of my other family members to snatch you up, so to speak. Uh, so, uh, yes. That's understandable. We are fantastic. And uh, would you like to know the name of this group? Oh, it's a group? I thought it was just you. Yes. Uh, well, it's me, but they assist me. And so I, to make them feel better than the common manservant scum they are, I have to, you know, make them feel they're a part of the show. You get it. I tap them on the knee. You get it. You understand, you know, the nobility and uh, such. Right. Okay. What is what is your group called? And I look to the heavens and I say, Gorgeous! <laughs> Phoenix Brigade! And then I do a backflip. All right. <laughs> Bravo, bravo. Um, he uh, he looks over at the uh, crazy devil thing perched on his uh, couch, and it just kind of shrugs, and uh, and he smiles and he says, uh, "Valtus." And the dude sitting over at the bar uh, perks up, uh, and and Amric makes some sort of hand gesture, like almost like he's doing some sort of like sign language thing uh, that none of you guys are familiar with, and uh, Valtus kind of nods. And then Amrick says, all right, well, I will see you and your gorgeous Phoenix Brigade uh, at yeah, you got it. my villa uh, tomorrow at 11. Anything else? Like that, that's good, man. Pleasure to meet you. I'll see you soon. All right. Uh, excuse me, Birdman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, Birdman, get over here. I got a, I got a problem with this drink. What's the problem then? I thought you talked like Christopher Walken. <laughs> Ho! <laughs> no! <laughs> Always. <laughs> Look, uh, this isn't exactly what I was expecting, this drink. Uh, you got anything better? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that as a no. Well, can I at least get a refund or something? I want Speak to the manager. <laughs> he cast the spell Karen. <laughs> Are you making fun of me, sir? I don't. No refunds. Next. God damn it. <laughs> I hate Birdman. I wish for a Coslo. Uh, I'm going to linger just a little bit. I'll catch up with you later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, splitting splitting the party then. This <laughs> oh, only for a bit. Okay, I will come back and uh, rescue you if it's too long. All right. <laughs> okay, so uh, you guys leave except for Glubjeg. And what are you doing, Glubjeg? Uh, I'm gonna, you know, move a reasonable distance away from. Uh, Emric, but close enough to hear. Okay. And I'm gonna I'm gonna pretend like I'm, you know, tightening up my packs and stuff like that. Okay. And hear hear if there's any conversation between the two. Right, is Brad Make... doing like a mini adventure here? Can I go to the bathroom? Go for it. Go for it. Okay. Uh, well, Emery, wait. Yeah. Emery, you have a shot to do. I do. Oh my. Yes. Ron Prysak says, Emery, this is a good shot in the hopes of you giving these guys a set of Nolzer's Marvelous Pigments <laughs> so they can so they can do some D&D &D hashtag hate painting. Oh, 
Oh, I don't know if I want to give these guys that. But well, what is it? Uh, it's uh, so it's 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 like um, it's like a paint set, except you can create actual things using the paint. Like if you, ooh, that's you, cool. Yeah, if you like paint something, then you can like pick it up and like actually use it, and it turns into like a real thing. So it's like it's, scribble knots. Yeah, <laughs> it's like scribble knots. At least that's what that's what I believe it is. I haven't I haven't used it in a long time. But. All right, well, thanks. I will consider it. And if it doesn't exist in this adventure, then at some point during the adventure, it might, I might just add it in myself. All right, cheers. Thanks, Ron. All right, um, well, Brad retrieves his mastiff. I'm gonna go to the. Back. All right, so I'm gonna need two things from you, um, Brad. First, a stealth check, and then a perception check. Uh, and it seems like they don't really notice you, or if they do notice you, they don't really care because uh, Amric and this spined devil uh, begin to have a conversation in Infernal, and you can understand Infernal, right? Yes, I can. Okay. So Amric uh, says, uh, what do you think of them, Kashara? Uh, this this halfling uh, is very, very forceful, very uh, ignorant, I believe. Um could be entertaining though, uh, and uh, the 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 devil, apparently named Kashara, says, ah, "Master, I I think he looks tasty, but I couldn't get a good read on him." And Amric says, "Yes, uh, well, what harm could possibly befall us? Uh, we have plenty of guards at home, and uh, who knows? This could be a lucrative business opportunity, and uh, you know." If uh, things don't go well, we can always, you know, use that, uh, use that bottle of wine. And uh, Kashara kind of giggles and says, yes, master. <laughs> and uh, that seems to be about it. All right. Then I will uh, get up and, uh, and saunter up to the next deck and stop at that door. Okay. Uh, trying to be as stealthy as possible. Uh, you're going to stop at the door out in, uh, in front of that room where your Mastiff is hanging right. out. And it, okay. and it kind of looks like that's sort of out of the way of most people's, you know, attention, right? Uh, uh make a perception check. Um, as you kind of walk through the, uh, this level of the tavern, um, you're looking to see if anybody is keeping an eye on that section. Uh, and you notice that there is indeed a guy. Um, he he tends to be looking in that direction, and he's positioned himself. It seems like these bouncers have positioned themselves that one of them has a pretty good view of of pretty much everywhere. And this guy over here, you notice him looking in the direction of that door pretty intently. Uh, also, you notice that there is a lock on the door. I'm going to act like I sort of tripped on something. It maybe a piece of my armor was loose okay and then i'm going to turn around and pretend to to uh you know uh cinch it up but i'm going to also kind of check the lock to see how sturdy and strong it is okay that's that seems like a sleight of hand check to me mhm mm so go and make that yeah. what is 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 the dc 6 <laughs> uh no I'd, I'd say the dc is his passive perception so let's see what his passive perception is i'm sure it's higher than six though yeah 
Uh, he notices that you're doing something a little suspicious, but I mean, he doesn't really uh, react hostilely. But he could tell that you have bumped into that door, bumped into that lock. Uh, and he seems to be kind of watching you a bit more intently now. Okay. And I think to myself, well, can't uh, leave the, my dog there for too long. Do you smell pretty um, strongly? <clears throat> you smelly bugbear? Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. You hear <laughs> some scratching sounds on the other side of the door that you're right next to you. Okay. Um, do I notice the the bouncer looking at me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I walk over to him. Sure. And I say, uh, I know this is going to sound very strange, <laughs> but I think my my pet dog got in that room. <laughs> And that's episode 16 of Rated RPG Baldur's Gate Descent into Avernus. We'll be releasing all of the episodes from our previous session so that you'll be all caught up on the uh, podcast if you want to check out the live stream on Saturday, June 27th, noon central time is when we'll be playing on twitch.com slash gamesocietypimps. If you've never joined a live stream before, it's a blast. You can chat with the other folks in the live stream who are watching. You can donate to the show by buying us shots and uh, participating in uh, discussions and offering suggestions. Donating that way is fun for us too, but you can also donate through patreon.com slash rated rpg thank you to all of our patreon supporters for helping to continue the show and support it financially we thank you so much especially now since we're uh, doing it remotely it's a little more difficult and uh, we thank you for your contributions thank you to uh, courtney collins and brandon jensen for vocal and musical contributions to the show and thank you to matt sloan and aaron yanda for starting rated rpg in the first place as an offshoot of beer and board games which you can check out on their youtube channel blame society films now in its 10th year of beer and board games it's so much fun you got to check that out too on behalf of everyone at the gaming table thank you so much for enjoying rated rpg